Let's go ahead and get into this review right here, y'all. Well, we sitting up here talking about politics and dictators and all that kind of stuff. What the perfect way to lead into this review right here. These gay wizard Nazis are out of control, Mark, <laughs> and they need to be stopped. Or at least one is out of control. That damn Grindelwald, man, he's at it again. You know, since his gay love life didn't work out, he says, fine, you know what? I'm going to take it out on all you muggles out there. Everybody got to suffer. If I when, can't be happy, can't nobody else be happy. When I'm in charge, it's going to be only us running the show. Exactly. <laughs> it's about time we put those... And some of you liberals ain't going to be on our exactly. side. Exactly. <laughs> About time somebody put these muggles in their place anyway. It's getting out of hand. And I'm just the wizard to do it. <laughs> Gay wizard. Shut up! <laughs> but how will he do it? Old Grindelwald over here. Well, he'll need something called a, a, a killing or a quilling or a, something. A chilling. A chilling. A chilling. Because a chilling just be chilling. Cold <laughs> chilling. <laughs> but what the hell is a chilling, you say? Well, chilling. Uh, that's what southern people yeah. call their, their kids. Yeah. <laughs> a chillin' is the intestines of a pig that you boil on New Year's. No, a chillin', a chillin' is uh, it's a creature. It's a creature that comes out, walks towards you, and looks at you up and down and says, you full of shit. <laughs> it just knows. If you full of shit, yeah. it's, it's going to tell everybody. Yeah, it's a creature that knows that you are full of shit. But if uh, old... Uh, if old uh, 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 Grindelwald can get a hold of a chilling and somehow convince it to, I don't know, be full of shit itself and lie on my behalf because y'all know this man ain't right. Y'all know this man is a liar. Y'all know this man is full of shit right He's here. He's committed crimes, hate crimes. Of course. He is a war criminal, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. But if he can use this creature to convince the wizard community that he is not full of shit, which he is, then he can lead them into taking their right place with the muggles reduced to the loyal servants that they are, the lowly ser servants that they are. Uh, can Dumbledore come in with a new team and stop this man? And can he bear to take down his once ex-lover? Because, you know, every now and then you can still catch him looking in his eyes. <laughs> you know, just just maybe, just maybe I can turn his ass, I mean, turn him around one more time. One more time and show him right. Let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer for the latest installment of the Fantastic Beasts series. This is Fantastic Beasts, but this time we have the secrets of Dumbledore. And we have our review right after this. Memory is everything. Without it, we are blind. Without it, we leave the fate of our world to chance. I'm sorry to disturb you, Albus, but I've just received troubling news. Tell me, what is it? It's Grindelwald. The time is closed, my brothers and sisters. Our war with the Muggles begins today! The world as we know it is coming undone. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. Mr. Kowalski, we need you. I said I want an out and I want out. Ah! You do know I'm a witch, right? Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in a century. 
Who wouldn't like our chances? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one can know everything. Not even you. What you're doing is madness. With or without you, I'll burn down their world. Dangerous times favor dangerous men. If by tea time, all of us are still alive, you should consider our efforts a success, Mr. Kowalski. My pleasure. Do you really intend to turn your back on your own kind? Was you who said we could reshape the world? Even if we make mistakes. We can try to make things right. We're going to need some help. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Things are not quite what they appear. I trust you're enjoying your wand, Mr. Kowalski. Can I keep this? <laughs> I believe, I don't know, because I haven't seen a whole lot of reviews on this. I just, in, in my... Uh, Research and when I say research, just looking up names and whatnot, you know, looking up some of the actors that are in this. I did get a glimpse of some people's reviews and headlines, and it was like people are split on this once again. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at a tomato score or anything. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, me either. Uh, oh, no mind. But from what from what I've seen, I'm very curious to see what Martin thinks about this. Of course, my son did not see this, but he's just he he's just. Chilling, chilling. Over there, just chilling. Long for the ride. There's a long for the ride. Trying to learn from his dad and his uncle how to do this review mm -hmm. game over here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sit yeah. back, son. You're going to learn something right <laughs> uh, But, you know, so I, I'm curious to see what you think about this. Because I'm going to tell you something. Looking at this, uh, well, just give a little more background. You know, we had the first two, first two entries in this series. They said there's going to be five. Of oh, these fantastic oh, really? Beast movies, yeah. So, oh, okay. so we're on number three right now. Now, where the first two took place in the 1920s, now we've gone up to the 1930s, and where the first one took place in uh, America for most of the time, and some of the fan fantastical and fantasy worlds of Harry Potter. Uh, this one, we're traveling around the world. We're going over to places like London and Germany, and I think parts of Asia. And Grindelwald's quest for world domination over them damn Muggles. Now, yeah, I think it was like Bhutan or Bhutan, the... yeah. So I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm really not in the mood these days to give J.K. Rowling any kind of praise. I'm just not fun of billionaires who ain't got shit else to do, so they just decide to get on the internet and just start mess. Mm -hmm. So I told you, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm very uneasy about this woman. But here, Especially when somebody says like, "Hey, that thing you wrote, that's kind of not cool." You just, what? No, yeah. I'm going to double down on that. Exactly. I'll, and I'll fight anybody who <laughs> comes at me. Anytime where, her, where J.K. Rowling's name is uh, 
it's associated with pro anti trans in a way. I'm just let me just get my that, that out the way right now. I'm just not in the mood to sit up here and kiss this woman's ass. She got enough money as it is. She can sit back and just I don't know. As I said before, maybe just shut the fuck up. Enjoy your money. I don't know. Do good for the world instead of just spreading ignorance and fear. But yet I digress. I'm here to talk about the movie, and I'm a fair man, so I'm gonna say right here. You know, that being said, you know, I look at this and this installment of this series. This is a this is the one because I wasn't crazy about the first two. First one, just kind of like, okay, we'll see where it goes. Second one, just kind of like, and now this one right here. This is the one where she as co-writer feels like she's finally starting to hit her stride. At least that's the way I feel. You know, this is where the series feels like it's starting to come together, where they kind of finally starting to figure things out, where before it just felt like they were just forcing her to do this. Mm. And they just kept bugging her and bugging her and bugging her until she just said, OK, I'll do it. And Warner Brothers ain't going to leave shit alone when it makes money. They are not. That Harry fact, Potter, as, we, yeah. as we saw with the last Matrix movie. Exactly. Mm. That Harry Potter movie made, that series made so much money. You know Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers said, we don't make original shit no more. <laughs> we, we digging them crates <laughs> to find, find that old shit that made money. <laughs> Go to that graveyard and just start digging. Yeah. <laughs> shit, Harry Potter story is done. I don't care. Make up another one. Find another little boy glasses. Make him do some shit. I don't know. But with this one, I think it's moving in the right place now. And this is probably because... This is going to a darker place. And when I watch this, and I'm not by no means trying to say this is on the level of the OG Harry Potter. Ain't nobody going to ever, you know, catch up with Harry. I, you know, that even she admits today, like, OK, I can't do it. You know, it's like I, yeah. it's a phenomenon. Nobody. Once you've done something that incredible, don't expect to pass it. And that's OK. Well, she had years to come up with Harry Potter and create all that. Where this is like, all right, we need this like Tuesday. Yeah, this is Warner Brothers saying, get your ass out there and get us another Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you just can't whip up no, get your ass out there and get us another Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't remember asking you that. <laughs> Give us some, goddamn. Yeah, I don't care what it is. <laughs> Shit, some beast or something. So, so that's what happened. Now, I'm saying that because what I'm comparing this to, but it's not on the same level, but this reminds me of when I first saw Harry Potter. And everybody was talking about Harry Potter. You told me about Harry Potter because you had read the I had stories. Read the book. Yeah, yeah I read the book. I didn't know that much about Harry Potter. In fact, somebody had a Harry Potter costume on one of our shows that we were doing back in the day. And I was like, well, who the hell are you? Mm. I thought he was just a nerd. I <laughs> <laughs> said, Harry Potter. I'm like, I mean, you weren't wrong. Yeah, but saying, yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of okay, I, 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 I didn't know he was a magical nerd. <laughs> but those first two movies for me, when I saw them, I'm like, okay, I don't know what the big deal is, but these are cool. They're fine. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're perfectly entertaining, but I just don't see what the big deal is. But once those movies got darker, like that's when I movie. started. Yeah, that's when I started to say, okay, once they got to the prisoner of Azkaban where it got mm -hmm. dark and they just said, fuck them kids, that's when I was like, okay, <laughs> this looks cool. Serious black. Oh, shit. What happened to you? Uh oh. Oh, shit. My, my clips are cursed. Uh oh, though, your clips have Serious spectrum. Black is the reason the porters are dead. And now he wants to finish what he started. I want you to swear to me you won't go looking for Black. Why would I go looking for someone who wants to kill me? Harry Potter. You ain't never seen an oh shit expression on Harry Potter like that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit just got real. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, once it got dark like that, I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Harry Potter, that series is one of my, f that, that that is my favorite, I think, uh, 
you can't say trilogy series a f- a franchise franchise series. films yeah. uh, a franchise of films out there you know and I, and, and, but that's because it started going to a dark place shit and as we know J.K. Rowling she's kind of crazy anyway she's She's in a dark place that we are beginning to recognize right now. So maybe this is maybe this is where she just flows better. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But with the first two uh, first two uh, uh, Fantastic Beast movies, as I just mentioned, I didn't think those were great. Uh, if again, as we just said, felt like they felt like they were forced by the studio. But there were things that I did like about them. You know, I thought the production was great. Uh, some of the characters I really enjoyed, and I really thought it was cool that they made those prequels and made them period pieces mm-hmm. and really didn't deal with Harry Potter or tried to connect with him too much you know these characters unlike Star Wars where they got to always mention somebody these characters we've seen in some other form but they stood on their own so I always thought like man if these movies could just figure out what they're doing yes they, they, okay. they did respect the fact that these are, are happening decades before Harry Potter's even born yes so let's not try to reference things the most they did was like Dumbledore was there, and every so often bring in one of the teachers we knew from Hogwarts, like like uh, Minerva. But that's yeah. that's about it. But that was about it. But they really were expanding this world by kind of going backwards, and and then you know, and maybe someday they're even talking about moving forward with this world. And I I just love the Harry Potter world, man. I just whatever I feel about J.K. Rowling, man. I this is one of the most. This is one of the, as far as those Harry Potter movies, this is one of the greatest conceptualized worlds I've seen mm-hmm. on, on film. I haven't read the books. Uh, but it feels like they're taking all those things that were working before and th- that I liked, but they just weren't kind of just coming together well. Well, they're coming together for me well right here. It's kind of like J.K. Rowling didn't want to do this series, man. Like she had, like she really was pushing those movies out, like constipation or something, man. Now she just had a creative laxative, and it's just flowing right out. And I'm very happy about that, man, because, um, and like I said, people have been mixed on this. I, I believe I'm not sure, but I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying this, and the thing is, I'm I'm enjoying it because they've made some adjustments, and I think those adjustments are are wise, and they were the right move to do. Uh, Mads, what Matt, 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 Mickelson. Mads Mickelson is the biggest example here of getting it right. I think he's the best embodiment of, of Grindelwald. Yeah, people don't even know what Grindelwald looked like now. He's been so many people. I know, I know. So this many man's people. man's been a shapeshifter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it always seems so unnecessary, so arbitrary. It like, really did. Wait, he's, he's Colin Farrell and now he's Johnny Depp? What? Why? <laughs> they didn't even explain it. They just, they just switched them. And that was before there was any kind of Johnny Depp controversy. Yeah, well, they, well, they did No, They did switch Colin Farrell for, I don't know why, scheduling or something. I don't know why. Uh, Johnny Depp, they did... They did get him out because of the uh, sure. because of the controversy that was happening. No, I know for that. And I'm gonna tell you with Johnny Depp, man. Yeesh. Johnny Depp, goddamn, damn, glowing. Johnny, Johnny Depp like an old racist white woman right there <laughs> <laughs> with a mustache. But Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, needless to say, brilliant actor. Nobody has to say that. And I have the utmost respect for Johnny Depp right now. I, and I even defend Johnny Depp a little bit with all this controversy that was that right, was going right. on with him. He. He's stupid when he buys wine. I give him that. Motherfucker just wastes bottles. Uh, he just wastes money on bottles of wine that really don't taste that great, probably. Yeah, and he's got this whole dress-up affectation thing he does that's just kind of like, all right, you, you, you've gone to Hollywood. And like other uh, popular actors, yeah, you may have married wrong. 
Yeah, shit. They talking about Johnny Depp as a character. Now that's Johnny Depp on a Tuesday. He's <laughs> 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 putting in weird contacts and blunt dyeing his hair. But thing is, the reason I'm talking about Johnny Depp is because I'm I'm comparing him to Mads, Mads Mikkelsen because Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, he's he's a great actor. But when he did this role right here, compared to what Mads, Mads Mikkelsen did. Uh, Johnny Depp was, you know, he's he's all about theatrics in a way, mm-hmm. you know, he, which is cool. That's what got him where he is. You know, he's a, he's you know he's he's uh he you know he he emotes very loudly. Sure, playing and, and, playing a character being a little bit over the top. Yeah, that's his thing. Willy yeah. Wonka, uh, Barnabas Collins, uh, uh, Jack Sparrow. Yep. I mean, Jack Sparrow is what really put him in the stratosphere. Yeah. So now that's what he's doing all exactly. the time. Exactly. And now you can add Grindelwald to that list. That. Ah! is what we are fighting. That is the enemy. Their arrogance. Their power lust. Their barbarity. You know, he's playing this. Line? Yes. (laughs) He's playing this like he's doing Shakespeare. He loves to work that head and that mouth (laughs) as he pronounces. In every movie, he he gonna do something like ah. (laughs) (laughs) You heard him at the beginning of this. Yeah. That. (laughs) That. (laughs) You know, and it's cool. I didn't really have that much of a problem with that, but it's so Johnny Depp. I I mean I I liked him in in this role in 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 that particular movie, and was fine with him carrying on. But the way this movie works, Matt Mickelson works much better. Man. Because right off the bat, we start with the, him and Dumbledore at a restaurant talking. And they're talking about being lovers in the past. You could see the two of them as a couple. I cannot see Jude Law and Johnny Depp as a couple. That would just not work for me. I mean, unless you're in the crazy dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to see it. Like, so you're in this phase now, huh? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the thing. Mainly Johnny Depp, and I say the theatrics says Johnny Depp is, in, you know, he want, he's so much into a different character. He wants, he wants the 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 like the outlandish costumes now. Mm-hmm. And you're right for this kind of movie, you don't need that because now we're we're at the moment where, hey, look, ain't no secrets about Dumbledore. Dumbledore is out, and now he's talking about his love life and he's having these conversations with with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and we can't be having him sitting up there talking about, yes, the night when you fucked me so good, you know. <laughs> Or just, just he's sitting in a normal restaurant looking like that. Look, yeah, exactly. It's, it just it calls attention to itself. Mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen looks like a person for these moments of drama where we need humanity there, where yes. that humanity is cold or not. Yes. Also, we've seen him play an evil wizard before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he's got experience. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, and here's the other thing. He just looks, it's, it's more pulled back. We st- that's what the great thing about Harry Potter is. A lot of these people are just, maybe some of the characters are exaggerated, but some of them are just people like you and I. Mm-hmm. And so we can relate to these crazy situations and wild situations because they look like us and act like us. Uh, that's the case with uh, this this Grindelwald. But this is also a Grindelwald, which is, uh, you know, he's coming to his villainy right here. So I'm telling you, you know, if you, if you thing is, if you want somebody, if you want somebody cold-blooded, Someone you know ain't fucking around, you know no no time for them jokes and all the theatrics and everything. You get Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah, just just watch Hannibal. Yeah, the TV show. Mad Mads Mikkelsen. He all his face always conveys. Bitch, does it look like I'm playing? He <laughs> <laughs> looking at him right now. You know, just get the fuck out of here. Does it look like the, I'm playing? The lack of eyebrows and eyelashes. Yeah, <laughs> man. 
Yeah, he and Dumbledore are finally out and having full gay discussions about their relationship, and the gay storyline just works better yeah. with Mads Mikkelsen. I it could does. not. You're right. I could not see that with uh, with Johnny Depp. It just works better. But I mean, you know, I'm talking about Johnny Depp, but I'm talking about how this works better when talking about the relationship, which is weird because sex with him would be weird. <laughs> like looking at him. I mean, because he he would just keep looking at you with that expression. Because Mad Mickelson plays Mad Mickelson in everything that he does. If, uh, mostly. I've seen him in a couple of things where he wasn't, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But if you had, less shit, if you're doing face-to-face, he's just going to look at you the whole time yeah. with that cold, dead expression. That, that, that le, le sheaf. Yes. It feels so good. <laughs> 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 I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, you would be, probably be like, shh, don't talk. Yeah. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about Mads Mikkelsen. Is you know for those who don't like Mads Mikkelsen because he's always Mads Mikkelsen, then this is not going to be any different. But I think he's a great actor, and his Mad Mikkelsenness works great here. It also, and I, you know, the, and the thing is, right now, I I like that they've because that was a problem before. Everybody talked about, oh, you're going to do talk about Dumbledore being gay after the fact after the movies have come yeah out. yeah well after the books had come out yeah and then she announces like well dumbledore gets, was gay the whole time and yeah like i read those books there was not a single hint no. of that whatsoever oh now you're gonna say he's gay when it can't be controversial you actually have to put him in gay situations mm-hmm. that's just the way of saying it. we can't show him kissing no man mm-hmm. or we can get let's get around that you know in a way that won't offend anybody so we can sell some more of these books and these movies and let's not offend these parents gonna buy all these toys and all this merchandise but, you know, they're, they're embracing it more here. Yeah, now. no, it's refreshing. They, yeah. just, they just come right out It's no it. big love. You know, we ain't gotten, the movie ain't stopping for a big love story. But the way it's set up, I'm glad that they put the relationship out there. And it's actually, it's kind of cool because when you look at them, they're kind of like, I mean, you know, they're wizards. They have powers. They're kind of like the gay version of Professor X and Magneto, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they except that, you know, Grindelwald's a bigger asshole. You know, because you can understand why Magneto was, was he, why he hated humans. Yeah. Grindelwald's just a dick. He just hates him because he's on that Hitler shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, but that does really make them feel more like characters that they're able to discuss these relationships. And it does, and when they have to talk about it, it does add to, uh, it does make more sense why this guy's, in, you know, it, it humanizes him more than just being a, a villain that wants to take over the world. You don't think so? I don't, I don't think that. You don't think? I, I, I think at the end of the day, he was still a villain. That oh, no, he's word. a villain. No, he's a, he's, a piece, he's a piece of shit. But I'm just saying it just humanizes him just a little bit more it, when a you lo- have him a in that lo- relationship. A, lo- a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. With the relationship, that humanizes him more. Yeah. It just, for him and Dumbledore, it just brings a uh, humanity, and especially brings a humanity to some of these characters that we love, such well, as Dumbledore. Well, even more so that they go into the relationship to the point where they're like, man, remember when we were young, we said we were both going to do this. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, but... Man, I said all kind of crazy shit. Yeah, I, I, we grew were out, I, was, I was in love with you and we were doing shit, but I grew out of that. Come on, that's, yeah. that's childish. Man, you still on this, <laughs> this, this, this wizard Nazi shit? Come on, man. <laughs> and you know, that's the funny thing about it because, uh, you know, he's, he really hates humans. I mean, he hates muggles to the point where he's sitting in this, this diner and talking about... Ooh, can't you just smell the stench? And Dumbledore's are like, I mean, I just smell coffee, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just shit, what kind of, what's wrong with you? And you know he didn't tip for shit. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, he left a note said, fuck you, muggle. <laughs> muggle fucker. That, that Dumbledore had to see and pick up first and then double tip. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I I will say I enjoyed the cast here too, man. Well, I said I enjoyed the cast before. The cast is just even better for me here, and I feel like things are actually moving in a good, in a good way. And I said not for everybody this movie is, but I, for me, I found myself enjoying it more than I thought I would. Uh, Jude Law. Jude Law, who I already think is a great actor anyway. You know, I was one of those who stood up when Chris Rock made a joke. How dare you? He's one of the finest actors that we have. <laughs> you know, I love Jude I'm Law. I'm a huge Jude Law fan. Yeah. But I still thought Chris Rock was funny. <laughs> no, I was making a joke. I don't care about <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. I, I know, I'm just making the point that, like, you could talk shit about somebody, laugh at it, but still like them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I love Jude Law, you know. I, I, I don't, Sean Penn, you sit your ass down. No, this is, this, Jude Law, I love Jude Law. I'm a fan. So you know, I'm I, I enjoy him as young double dump our younger Dumbledore. So do I. You know, and, I, I think he, I think that's great casting for him. It is, and you know, and really, I was talking about bringing humanity to a character. That's what I love about Jude Law. Jude Law is so soft spoken, with all this crazy stuff going on, even going into a battle now. You know, with with his his ex lover, he still has a very wise, soft spoken approach to things here, and it does make this guy feel. Uh, more human and I love that about him I do too it's just one thing even like it's like wow even Dumbledore when he was younger he is a manipulative fuck oh, all, through the, all through those <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> movies and even when he was young he's like wow you've been this way this, your whole life you son of a bitch yeah <laughs> just that's what you know he's no man he's, he makes some bitch moves he always like everybody's like hey man we're going into a situation where we're about to die we need to know something he's like just trust me <laughs> no like, fuck you fuck you give me the information Oh, people! You oh, know. Just, just make sure you're over there by three o'clock. Everything will be yes, fine. The best thing to know is to not know. It's like, man, shut your ass up! <laughs> yeah. You better tell me so I'll walk out this bitch right now. You can go fight that fool by yourself. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. I know you're not a big Eddie Redmayne fan. I he was he was much more tolerable here. He look. I get why you don't like Eddie Redmayne because everything, a lot of things he plays, he plays like he got asthma. Talking. Always like I don't this. dislike the actor. Uh, I don't like the character of Newt Scamander because with the first movie they just made him so precious. Oh, he's he's so gentle. And he loves the animals. It's like none of those animals seem real. And, yeah, and he's getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> well, you know, Martin. <laughs> well, you know, Martin. <laughs> I I uh, but I liked him much better here. No, I think that, again, because they didn't know what to do with this character. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things, these characters were just just, just like, just, just floundering in the water, man. You know, uh, here, I never really had a big problem with Newt that much, except they didn't know what to do with the character. But in a world where everything is larger than life, it's nice having a character that's shy and pulled back. And like Dumbledore, very sweet-natured, you know, it's... Uh, we don't need to be. We need almost characters like this in a way because everybody's on that same level of kind of being over the top. Almost everyone, uh, with the exception of Dumbledore and Newt. I do like that. My favorite character still though is Dan Fogler. Oh, as, really? As yeah. Jacob Kowalski. Man. I don't know. Maybe because he's representing humans, man. Hey, hey, hey. You know, I don't, the comic, I don't know, the, man. The, the comic Jeez, relief. That, yeah, the, that, well, that, that New York accent that just poured on just so thick. I'm surprised he can even speak words. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what I like about the character. Like, it is poured on thick, but they don't use it to, like, that much comedy relief. I keep expecting him to go like, hey, babe, it's clobbering time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, forget about it. (laughs) I like him, man, because what I like about him is that uh, 
he's always been my favorite because he could have been more of a Brooklyn stereotype. But <laughs> could he? Have? Well, no, but I'll tell you why. Because he could have been reacting to things like, "Hey, look, it's a dragon." But no, what they do is they play this character down to where he's. They don't play. The, they don't play the comedy relief that could have been there. They chose to play him more as a gentle soul. You know, he's kind of kind natured. You know, no matter how crazy stuff gets. You know, I guess we just look at it differently because I don't see it like, you know, I see the stereotype, but I don't see it right there like you do, man. No, man, I'm laughing at you. Hey, it's a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) See, that could have been him. (laughs) See? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm just talking about (laughs) it. <laughs> you see that that's what it could have been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I look at it from that angle. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being stupid, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta be professional. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I will say this. <laughs> I feel like I've been saying this, this whole thing, the same thing the whole night, but I liked him this time around. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the first movie, he, he bothered me to no end. Both of them did. But, but this time around, I liked him. Well, again, I can see why these characters bothered you. Because if you're not using this material wisely, if it looks like it's not going anywhere, then you don't know what to do they, with it. They were, they were just so thin. They were just like, oh, we're trying to make them precious and make them <laughs> likable and, and gentle. And a, a big problem for me with these movies, all three to different degrees, is that they can't figure out who they're for. Are they for the kids? Are they for the adults? Yeah. Where with the Harry Potter movies, they worked in a way that like it satisfies both audiences. Yep, I would give you that. That's a, I'm gonna get into some of these problems later, and that definitely is one of them right there. I t- completely agree with you on that. You know, I'm just talking about like again these characters that I did like before. They either either I like them and I feel like they're using them better, or I feel like they didn't mean shit to me before. They weren't that strong. They were just there. I didn't even know their motivation, mm-hmm. and now. I'm really getting some fleshed out background on these characters. Ezra Miller as Candace, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Credence. It's Credence, Credence. Barebone. You know, I liked him a lot better this time around. Because so he was a punk in the other ones. Yeah, he's just whiny. Whiny. Yeah. I mean, he's whiny in this one, but at least his story comes to something. Well, with this one, they give him background as to why he is the way he is, what's mm-hmm. been done to him to, to, to make him that way. And the role has gotten better. It's written better. You know, it has more relevance. It gives him, and plus, and since it has more relevance and it's a bigger role, he is able to give a better performance. Now, he needs to settle his ass down in real life. Yeah. He just got arrested again. So I don't know what's going on well, with him Well, that kind of fits with this character, then. <laughs> he is this character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's something going. Yeah, he's a little crazy motherfucker. Yeah, there's something going on with him, man. He just, he just Dude, got you were playing the flat. You were playing one of the the premier superheroes in your own movie. Calm your ass down. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have two franchises going on. You have, you have, like most of your peers, they want what you got. You have made it. Yeah. Ex- accept that. Accept yeah. your fame. Calm down, ride it out, enjoy your life. And he's out there acting a goddamn fool, starting fights with people, and yeah, I mean, settle down. Shit, I mean, because I, I like the guy. 
I think he's a I think he's a really good actor. You know, looking at him in this, I thought he was really good. Um, what I want to know is how you enjoyed uh, some of the new additions that we we had here. Uh, this woman here, Jessica Williams, who plays Eulalie Hicks, who, first of all, this woman, extremely funny. Uh, you know, if you've never seen her on, uh, well, she did some stuff on, uh, uh, if I'm thinking of the same person, did she do some stuff with uh, John Stewart's show when he passed it off? Did she do some stuff? No, I, I, Oh, I don't know. Or she did some. I saw her do something. She was unfamiliar to me when I saw her in this. Okay, she's out there like... Uh, She's another show. She has like two dope chicks. Uh, uh, I think that's the name of it. Trevor Noah. She did some stuff with Trevor okay. Noah. Okay. Um, I've seen her do some other things. And beautiful, beautiful woman. She's great. So maybe I'm a little biased because I've seen her before. He, you know, I had not seen her before. And her, her way of talking, Newt, what are you doing now? Oh, like, okay. well, she talks like someone who just had a stroke or something. Because she, she's... She's trying to talk like she has that transatlantic accent. So everything she says is like this. And be like, what the fuck are you talking like yeah. But you know, it's, I, I can, listen, it didn't bother me, but I could understand that people are like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I was one of those people. Yeah, that dialect either needs to get used to or you just not going to like it. It just felt, it felt put on. It felt like an affectation. Yeah. Yeah, everything you know. It after a while when she's just saying some of the simple, sim, simplest things. Mm. May I have a glass of water? It's like if you quit talking like that, you can. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm sure they they told her to do that, so I didn't mind it too much. But I can understand that people do. I like that that uh, that you know I that that I can accept that people will find this possibly annoying. Here she plays a witch, uh, a witch who's trying to recruit people. Especially uh, Jacob Kowalski to come back and fight for the wizards who are going up against Grindelwald. And since we're on the subject of wizards and magic, Martin, let's talk about the magic like, you can put on your lawn. <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bothered by this okay. one. That, one. that one went too bad. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, I whipped some magic up myself right there. I have to do an ad right now, people. You know I do. You know that we have to take sponsorships in order to pay for things around here. But I will tell you, Sunday Lawn Radio. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, hey, we're all fucking wizards here, huh? <laughs> could sorry, man. Do your head. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm I know, man. I know. I was talking crazy. But, people, I'm talking about Sunday lawns. And let me tell you the reason why I'm talking about Sunday lawn. Sunday lawn right here. Uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because this is something I'm definitely thinking about using. It's actually what I've been looking for. So oh, I, I need that. Yeah. No, I chose this. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. And I give my wife and tell you the truth of why I chose this. I said, let me try this because maybe they'll send me some stuff. But even if they don't, I want to know the ins and outs of this. Sunday Lawn, the reason why I, I want to try this is because I had a guy come over to do some uh, lawn work for us. And uh, what he did, it looked nice. It looked nice, man. And we didn't have any problem with weeds or anything for a mm. while. But Mia came in after the guy was gone. She said, did they use chemicals? And I was like, Maybe oh. she's like, and she jumped on my ass oh, about no. that. You tried to kill these goddamn dogs out here. You know we got animals, and I was like, all right, all right. I, I didn't think about it. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know, but it made sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. So, and she was right. She was right. And a lot of you out there now, we got a lot of young audience out there. I know you're very young, but some of you, some of you, some of you, uh, you're adulting now. Some of you are getting homes. 
And with those homes come, come lawns, no matter how big or how small, you're going to know how to take care of those lawns. And Sunday lawn is a good place to start. Uh, so with this, they can help you grow this lawn nice and beautiful without trying to figure out if chemicals were used out there, poisoning your pets and all the other animals that are around there, the wildlife that you might have, uh, messing with your health. Uh, nobody wants that artificial stuff out there. Iron and even molasses in it. Believe it or not, molasses works on the lawn. Okay. And they say, yes, we back up our word on this. This stuff truly does work. Uh, and some of you might even have kids now, and you don't want your kids playing around this stuff. For me, I'm concerned about our pets, and I'm concerned about, we have a nice yard, and we got a lot of squirrels and bluebirds and hummingbirds out there, and we don't want to hurt them either. Ooh, she, she act like I just destroyed the ecosystem out oh, there. No. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, man, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was a villain off of Captain Planet or something, man. Well, honey, uh, water is a chemical. It's <laughs> hydrogen and oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being smart. <laughs> but with this... All you got to do is go to GetSunday.com. You can see it right there. GetSunday.com. You put in your address and they analyze your lawn. And they have a tool that does all that to figure out what your lawn needs. Then they use the soil and climate data. And they create a personal nutrition plan that they'll deliver to you to your door for your lawn. Um, nice. Yeah, they got these pouches that you attach to your hose. Mm -hmm. And when you do that... Uh, it takes just, it, it's very simple to do. And all you do is just go out there and hose your, your lawn down, mm. and you'll be able to have this peace of mind of knowing that you've done it yourself. You've okay. seen how you've done it, and you didn't put any chemicals on there. All natural. All right. Like a, a Paula Patton's <laughs> chicken. It's organic, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put your, her chicken on your yard. Yeah. And as I said, the thing is, is that they back their word up, man, on this. They also have. Things to take care of your trees, your garden, and they also have things to make you feel better about pest control. And this is where you enter all your information and whatnot, and they'll take care of you, man. So listen, I'm going. I guess I'm going to try this. I actually have to. Uh, I have to use this now because I can't have people come over here and putting chemicals in the yard unless I want to get my ass whooped <laughs> again. Don't want to kill the pets and animals out no, there. No, no, no. Let's so, not do that. No, do not do that. So here's what I want you to do if you want to try this, and I've convinced you to do it. I'm going to try it. And uh, if you have a yard, maybe you should try this too. Go to GetSunday.com forward slash Toasted to get 20% off your custom plan that they'll make just for you. Again, that is GetSunday.com. Let me spell that out for you. G-E-T-S-U-N-D-A-Y.com forward slash Toasted. That's T-O-A-S-T-E-D. And get 20% off your custom plan when you get a hold of Sunday Lawn. And I want to thank Sunday Lawn not only for potentially making my lawn better and saving my animals' lives out there, but also for sponsoring this portion of the video and also you guys out there, all the Toasties, for supporting us and everything that we do. Let's get back into it. But before I do, boy, let me cut on this air conditioner. It is hot. Did you turn it off? Somebody went and messed with that. I'm letting you know right now. So now here we are. We're in, we're in air conditioner wars. <coughs> let me see here. Yeah, because I had this. Yep, I cut it down to 71. Somebody cut it back up to 75. Jesus. But, you know how hot it is up there? I know. But fortunately, Martin, I got the power in my hands <laughs> right here. So let's see here. Where were we before oh, yes. we get start talking about, you know, we're talking about a lot of grass. Now we're actually talking about grass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you know, that's what I was telling you, man. Uh, most of these characters, I, I like them better because they have more to do. And now we also see them actually forming a team here with a clear mission. I didn't really understand what was going on before some of these movies, mainly because I just didn't really care that much. But here, they have a clear mission to, 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 to root them for, to root them on. Uh, though, as the story goes along, for some people, it might be a little bit simple out there, the, the second half of the movie, because the story is so straightforward. But I didn't mind that. I, after all this stuff that's been going on and them throwing all these really complicated subplots in, I did not mind just a little leanness. Oh, I didn't mind at all. Matter of fact, the first half of this movie, they were running around doing different things, and it felt like nothing, none of it was connected. I agree with that. You know, I think, I'll tell you this, I'm going to get into what you're saying, because I do have, I do have some problems, because now it sounds like I'm just loving this movie. And, you know, let me pull it back a little bit. Before I do that, I will say that, let me to tell you the things that I enjoy. Uh... I think this is also working because it's a little more personal now. Like these characters, you were right when you said it feels like they're just trying to put these in here for kids now. You know, with a little bit of something for a little bit of darkness or adult stuff for the audience that love Harry Potter or the, or the adults that love Harry Potter. But <clears throat> this time around, now that they pulled back and they feel like they got a better grasp on these characters, things feel a little more personal now. And I like that. I like that things feel a little more personal. You know, uh, it's nice that we're getting a little background on Dumbledore. More than just, he's gay, or, oh, my heart is broken because of Grindelwald. No, we're getting a little bit of story now about his family, you know, his, his, his brother, and some of the tragic things that happened. I mean, it's, like, cool to see the background, even though it's kind of tragic, with some things that might have happened with his sister. We're here to see Albus Dumbledore. That would be my brother in this movie. And he's like, and I can't stand that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he look mad. Press history and trauma in the Dumbledore family. My brother sacrificed many things, Mr. Potter, on his journey to find power. There's a very complicated brotherly relationship with Dumbledore and Aberforth and something to do with the sister, Ariana. You know, that explained a lot in the movie with this whole tragedy that happened with the family. Explains the things for Dumbledore a little further. Some other characters that I won't mention you'll see in the film. Um, also, I think some of these things have been mentioned before, like the brother and mm -hmm. the sister and everything that happened with them. And I like that they're kind of setting this up now and what's, go you know, these things that we've known. And it's, again, it's not like Star Wars, not even like Marvel, where we just, hey, we're just mentioning this to get the crowd excited. Now we feel like, now, and now it feels like we're actually doing some storytelling instead of a studio property that just is being forced to make money. Um, I enjoyed that they went to different locations this time. As I said, they went to, uh, you know, this time going over to uh, uh, the UK, which you've already been. You know, I like that we went to, what, Bhutan? Or, yeah. and, you know, I like that we went to uh, Germany this time around. Although, being that this is in the 30s, it's weird watching Nazi wizards when we know that we're going to get real Nazis, real Nazis later on, like, right who, around the corner. who kill real people. Mm -hmm. So that was just a little bit weird right there. But, you know, other than that, this production is amazing. The music in this, I loved a lot of this is going back to like some fantasy films before we start getting the comic book movies and whatnot where the whole team was really worried about making the movie instead of selling the product. And I, I, I haven't really wanted to buy a movie score or listen to a movie score mm. in a long time. But this one I want to listen to, man. Mm -hmm. I just want to sit back and hear this. When I was walking it, out here in the credits. Is, uh, it, is it John Williams on this one again? I don't know. That's a great question. Mm. I don't know. Somebody let us know out there. Help us out. Is John Williams uh, doing the score here again? 
But I, when I was walking out and I was listening to the, uh, I just stood there and listened. Everybody's waiting on a stinger. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was wait. I was actually waiting to see uh, uh, who did the score. Oh, okay. And it didn't come up, so oh. I just walked out. Okay. We had to go. But James Newton Howard. Okay. Who has actually been? He's been in the game for a long time, man. Did he? Is he the one? And I'm gonna sound crazy, probably if I'm wrong. But is he the one that did like American Tale? Uh, the score for that and some other things, maybe. Guy's been around for a while. Uh, but James Newton Howard scoring this is incredible. Uh, there are some problems, and this is going to what you're saying, Martin. Uh, listen, that first half it dragged for me a little bit. It dragged me a lot. Yeah, I I fell asleep and I fought it too. It's almost like they put a spell on my ass. I was, just, I was, like, <laughs> I was trying to fight it. I was like, no. Yeah, what's no. what's that spell where you knock somebody out? <laughs> yeah, that's what oh, they that's, that's one of them. They used to use it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Expelliarmus knocks the wand out of your hand, and the Cruciatus puts you in agony. Oh, that was the guy that did Unbreakable, which I love the score for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, again, don't mean to yeah. sidetrack. But, man, yeah, I was sitting up there fighting. Stupefy. Stupefy. <laughs> oh, shit, Mark got me. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, I was fighting it, man. I was trying. I was trying. It was just. Now, I think the reason why is because, first of all, it did drag. And I don't know if that's the movie's fault or not. It's probably not the movie's fault because I'm going to tell you. They have, they, you know, we're coming it's out. It's the movie's fault. I was there too. I wasn't falling asleep, but it was drag. Well, the reason why I'm saying it's dragging is because I don't know how this was going, but we got to do some catch up when we come into this. And those first two movies, I didn't give. I didn't really care about. Those See, movies. That, that, that's the problem is that those first two movies, not only were they so long ago, but. Oh shit! Why am I? Put, I'm sorry. I tried and button stuck over here. I didn't mean to keep it on there. But they're they're also very forgettable. Yeah. So when they come in with this, it's like, man, I hate that Star Wars crawl, but this is one of those times when yeah, it was needed. Yeah, something. Something, something yeah. just some kind of refresher on everything that happened before. Because they dropped yes. you in like, well, you, you, were, you just saw these other two. They're like, it's been a while, and I had no reason to, to rewatch those. So Maybe they're doing something, but it's a struggle to catch up. That last movie came out what about three years ago mm. I didn't give a shit about that movie nah, anyway exactly. so now I had to catch up through all this and I just while we're trying to sit up here and get everybody up to date and I'm just like man I'm just not feeling it I'm just I'm done I just I don't I don't care and you know there were still things I enjoyed about the first half I, like kind of like with those first movies which I didn't care about too much I like the actors I like the setup that's being done the alliances that are being formed a couple of action set pieces in here all right but the second half is a whole lot better. And that's because that's when the movie got focused and That's lean. when it got focused. Because up to that point, it's all about assembling the team. And every yeah. so often cut, no, oh, what are the bad guys doing right now? Mm-hmm. All right, back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. back to assembling the team. And this team he's putting together, they don't seem like the most competent bunch. So you're kind of like, all right, Dumbledore, you sure you are no more powerful wizards you could use for this? You're trying to figure out what's going on. There's a whole sequence with a prison that when it was all said and done, you're like, I feel like we could have just lost that whole thing. Yeah, that that was the action set piece to like right, it was get, action to give you the special effects and right. But but as far as what it added to the story, it's like that could have just not been in there at all, and we could have had this movie that wasn't over two hours. Yeah, yeah, that oh, it could have been shortened, and plus there was some things that were. I'm not going to say I had a problem with it, but there's some things that just didn't work as a whole with that scene. But, yeah, man, I 
you know, the second half is better because I think everything I liked in the in the in the about the things the the little I did like about the first half and these other movies, again, all those good things, they seem to become leaner and make more sense this time around. Uh, everything is gelling better, but you know, and I think that people who are giving this uh, bad reviews are people who not only are letting that first half kind of bring the second half down for them. But also, I think people are going to let those two first movies. They're going to let that hold this movie. Uh, they're going to they're going to allow those movies to hold that against this film, right? Here. Oh, they definitely will. I even sat next to a critic who who said that he's so mad about J.K. Rowling that he was not going to give it a good review, no matter. And what. that's another thing. J.K. Rowling is a Rowling. J.K. Rowling, she's she's not very popular right now. So some people are just going to bring in. You know their agendas, and I'm not even saying it in a bad way. They're going to bring in their feelings. They're going to bring in their agendas and their feelings about her and what she said and that. And I can I don't blame them. You know, I mean, you said what you said, so deal with it. Yeah, know? yeah. It's it's you know it's hard to to argue against that. I what I will say for me, the second half was better than the first half. Yeah, but it was still racked with problems. See, that, that's I really enjoyed that second half. I wish I could enjoy it as a whole. I I I really love that second half. Actually, I loved I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but the problem. There, I, and I still think this is something that's in the first half. I was gonna say maybe this is something that affected the second half, but I think the problems with the this could be a potential problem with the second half. But really, in that first half, there's something that's really not working here, and they need to straighten this out if, if they're gonna be moving forward with two more movies. Get a grasp on this because sometimes this feels like it feels like a kids' film, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work with the darker parts of the movie. The right. movie, and I'm gonna tell you something. This movie might scare the. I never say this. I think kids can handle it, but I'm talking about little kids. This movie might scare the shit out of their little asses. It might traumatize some of these little kids out there because, in the beginning, I'm gonna warn you right now. If you got little kids and they love the the, the cute little animals, this movie don't care. This movie is not nice at all to cute little animals in the beginning. Oh, right off the bat. Right off the bat, people there. There, you know, they, there's a messed up thing that they do in this movie, and the the real messed up thing about it is that they they use it to lure us in, mm-hmm. you know, the, to make us you know to make us think that it's gonna be nice and cute. Uh, there's a scene here, and I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm not spoiling anything at all. Just hear me. I'm just warning you though. There's a scene here where it is so gentle. They had the audience talking about, oh, oh, and 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 and, and they use that adorable moment. To hold that creature up and say, oh, you like that? Watch this shit. And they <laughs> did the most fucked up thing. <laughs> and, so, and it was so messed up. Somebody next to me, they didn't even make a, they, they didn't even go, they didn't even recoil in horror or sadness. They just made a noise. They said, oh. I sat next to a woman in her 40s and she almost cried. Yeah. Yeah. This person was shocked. Oh. Just like, yeah, I get it, man. I'm trying to walk carefully around this, but it is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, you open with that. Um, yeah, there's that's plenty of, of mature themes here, but at the same time, sometimes the movie can get very childish, uh, almost goofy, goofier than in, in, in a childlike way than some of the Harry Potter movies. Um, also, it, it has that, that kind of George Lucas thing going on where, hey, it, you know, it's kind of for the kids and it's magical, but our villain... Is you know he's he's steeped in fascism to the point of in the last movie as when he was Johnny Depp he held a Trump rally 
And, and you know, you're like, well, it's old school fascism. I know. But it's like, all I could think was, this is a Trump rally. And yeah. so much of Mads Mikkelsen in this movie, I was like, he's Trump. He's, he's, a, he's a demagogue. He's, yeah. trying to, he's trying to take o- over power that he doesn't uh, earn. And it's all about election fraud. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I thought we were kind of past doing this. And I don't feel like I'm reading into it because I'm not, I'm not I'm not looking for I kinda, it. I kind of I kind of like that, but it's just over kind of kind of overwhelming how much this is a part of all. Well, this. it was to me it is Trump in there, but it was so much more Nazi Nazi propaganda. Yeah. that was playing here too. That I was able to overlook kind of the Trump parts there. But uh, you know, it just kind of shows the the link between Trump and Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's just did. it's like an inescapable link. Oh yeah, where, no, where it's, somebody go like, no, it's not the same. It's like wow, even when you're not looking for it, you can see how it's connected. Um, but, but I tell you, the thing that probably really bothered me those those damn those damn Pokemon's, man, those creatures that got in here. See, they, that's what bothered me so much in the first yeah, movie. Because sometimes, look, it's because the thing is with that scene I was telling you about, where they do that animal wrong, that animal looks. The reason why it works so well and it freaked people the hell out is because that animal looks real. Mm. Animal, animal mm. looked like it was a cool CG effect. It moved like a real creature. It behaved like most of the time. I mean, we still talking about a fantastic beast, but yeah. it was most of the time it behaved like a real animal. But other animals in here, they're cartoons, man. Like I like like I said, man. This, these are the these are the Pokemon's of Harry Potter. You, you, uh, you clearly have different animation teams on different animals, and some are really good at their job, and some are so so. Well, well, a, a lot of them. Are just on the verge of just being being cute. Like they want to sell toys of these animals right here. Like they got these little creatures. Like after we just saw like a real looking animal, now they got these other creatures mugging for the camera, mm-hmm. making those cute cartoon noises. You know they. <laughs> oh come on now. Well you heard it right there. We've got the Niffler, who's now called Teddy. He remains one of Newt's favourite creatures and also the bane of his life. Uh, he's there with Pickett. They've sort of sat into their roles as heroes in these films. Thank you! Yeah, coming soon to a toy store near you. I know. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's a platypus. That, let's not make a big deal out of it. Yeah. No, Martin, it's a magical platypus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get out of here with that you know, it goes from being... Might as well, might as well be Squirtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these wines ain't number Pokemon balls. Uh-huh. Pokeballs. Mm-hmm. Poke wines. You know, it's... Uh, and this whole thing with the... Uh, it just goes from feeling kid-friendly to very dark with no real transition or natural flow. Uh, there's a scene... Man, there's a scene in here. That scene we're talking about the prison. There's a scene in here where they got these... It's an execution cell. An execution chamber. And they got these prisoners hanging upside down and these, and these cracks in the wall. And their bodies are stabbed by this giant scorpion. And the bodies are thrown back up, melted and acid and everything. And this is kind of like, okay, I don't, I'm not saying the kids are going to be traumatized by this or scared of it. But it was just like, this feels like two different movies. Or they don't flow together very well. Yes. You know, these people hanging upside down, wait, waiting horribly to die. And then we move on. In the same scene, we got a creature. <laughs> You know all that. It's like, come on, man. And then slapstick when they're running away from it. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just all didn't work. I mean, you know, I didn't, well, I guess I didn't think it was terrible, but it was just like, ah, this could have worked so much better in a different way. Um, I tell you, man, uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and give the climax. The climax. I'm the, gonna climax. Give you, <laughs> the, the, 
Now to the, con- the concluding climax of Martin's review. I'll let you go ahead and wrap it up, man. Okay, so yes, the the first half of the movie just drags horribly, uh, and and you just think, wow, I've I've watched two of these already, and now this one is just another one to throw on the pile. Uh, but in the second half, it gets tighter. It's focused on the actual plot, and it and it goes better. You've you've kind of got to know people, and you know what's at stake. Uh, I still wasn't all that crazy about it because it it does this thing where it plays fast and loose with the magic. Like magic is cool when there's rules set up and you know what it can do. Yeah. And they play magic in a way where magic can do whatever we needed to do when we needed to do it. So how about that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes somebody is super competent and the next moment they're a bumbling idiot. And when you get down right down to the big climax that that we're trying to hit, it is done in the most simplistic, childlike way, but with adult themes, where <coughs> where two people are having a conversation, but somehow thousands of people hear what's going on. And the way they set up who gets to rule the Magic Kingdom is baffling. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, y'all are adults, and this is how you do your elections? I. I'm having trouble wrapping my mind kind, around. Kind of like America. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 actually just even more so. Like, just the, even the idea where yeah, you can vote, but if the chillin says this, then then that's, that, yeah. that settles it. It's just it's just a way where if you think about it too much, you're like, all right. Uh, all that said, I do think of the three movies, this is the best one. Yeah, because the other two were completely forgettable. And and this one is much better about it. It still has a little bit of that preciousness. Um, my biggest disappointment with all of this is that this being the secrets of Dumbledore, the one thing I did like with the other two movies was I loved Jude Law as Dumbledore. And so me personally, I wanted this movie to be, I came into it hopeful because I was like, hopefully this will focus all about him. Yeah. Eh. It's about him and his family and all, but it spends a lot of time not being with him on screen. And I was like, man, he is he is the rock in these things. Yeah. So if it could just be more about him, I would like that. It's it's also just because of things we we mentioned. It's it's too long. Yeah. It's just there's so much that could be cut out to make this a shorter and better movie. It's weird because like the production design, costumes, all that, everything with that is is solid. It's tight. It's everything you expect with a Harry Potter. You've come to love with a Harry Potter movie. But so much with story-wise and making you care, it's far removed from that. It's it's you could never watch these and go like, oh man, it's going to be a global phenomenon. It, a lot of it is just like, yeah, okay, it happened. But maybe I'll go back and rewatch my Harry Potter movies. I know I came out of this feeling like this is much better, but it's still more of a high rental. Okay, yeah, for me, this is the one that feels like it's passing the baton to possibly a good movie now. You know, this is, uh, we're at the halfway point. We got five movies. This met halfway through to what seems like a better film. And, you know, the the thing that makes me lean in favor of this, uh, it goes back to what I've been saying. It's the ending. The climax and the ending for me was very emotional. It felt satisfying to me. And I did like the, I did like the story of these people teaming up together to, Finally, defeat this 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 villain right here, who is a better villain, by the way, mm. thanks to their not just the actor, but just the writing. And because I don't want to make it seem like Matt Mickelson is a better actor than Johnny Depp or vice versa, you know, it's just that the, they finally have a grasp on what this character should be. Um, it 
I give my rating on what it did at the very end. The other two movies, I could really care less if I saw another Fantastic Beast movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, all right, you know, I'll go, but because <laughs> I have to. Right, right, right. But this one actually made me look forward to the next movie. I want to see what they do. I feel like now we've caught up. Now we've got all the other stuff out the way. Now we can get off. We can, we can really start the next movie running and be the movie that the second half this movie was. Uh, so for that, I give this, um, I give it a matinee, man. I would actually even lean, you know, probably towards high matinee. But, I mean, let's just keep at a matinee right now. Uh, you know, it's, uh, there's just a lot of things that I enjoyed on the production side, too. Like I said, I love the music here. The music just swept me up, man. Um, and the production on this, I felt very more excited now that I had a real story to go behind it. So I really appreciate it finally taking those things that I respected this movie for but didn't fully enjoy and finally giving me the whole thing, even though it wasn't a whole movie that I enjoyed here. Uh, and even in that first half, there were certain mo- moments. It had moments where I was like, I'm all right with this. So, yeah, I give it a, a matinee. Looking forward to what they do next. But like I said, uh, definitely heed Martin's words right here because there will be people who would think like, well, it's just boring. <laughs> you know, and, I, and, I, and I understand that. Well, I don't know if I quite said that. I mean, we both agree that the first half dragged. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I finally realized uh, James Newton Howard uh, – yeah, I directed him, man. He uh, he did the music for Space Jam. Did I'm he really? sorry, James. Oh, I'm, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been man, a long time, James. Man, you've gone Hollywood. You, you once once you get up there, you forget the little people. I mean, he came to me begging for a job. I gave it to him. <laughs> Nobody was really doing it. Was he sitting they, on a park bench? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, James, what you doing here, man? Let me give you a job, man. Come on over. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, James. Call me, baby. <laughs> you know, let's catch up. <laughs> Congratulations on your latest gig. <laughs> I hope it turns into something. Yeah. Hope you get that next film. Yeah, maybe it'll work out for you. <laughs> I dedicate this review to my buddy, James Newhouse. Oh. Uh.